everybody, welcome to episode 170. It's one, it's seven, and it is zero. Oh my good god, it's the Enes Wolves podcast. I am battered, I am bruised, I'm tired, I'm emotional, and that's just a that's just a morning with Alana. Uh, but uh, what an evening, Mr. Joe Edwards. Uh, it was a late one for us. Uh, what time did you get back? What time did you get to bed? What time did you wake up? Are you tired or or are you are you refreshed? And um, has the adrenaline still still kicked in in your in your beautiful bodily system? Hello. Um, yeah, I, I am quite tired, um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, You've been tired since December, to be fair, mate. Yes. Yeah. But um, no, the season yeah. continues. A year later, we're still going. Oh, God, yeah. But now it's um, just excitement, a bit uh, anxious as well. Got to get the, uh, the, the case packed. And, yes, uh, I mean, that, that, so, so for me, that's, that's, that's what, what your major anxiety situation is in the next few days, is what do you take? What do you take for the next two days or the next ten days? Yep. Do you take a jumper or do you take a pullover? Is it short or is it cycling shorts? Is it HP or is it tomato ketchup? <laughs> but the, these are these are proper problems. Um, I would love to. See, I, I I think I think you're taking at least eleven food products. I I wouldn't put it past you to take four pot noodles in there, judging by your eating habits in after Espanol in Barcelona. I wasn't actually thinking of taking any food. As long as there's a Mackey's over there, then I'm sorted. Oh, mate. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I'm good. Um, yeah, so what, what are you thinking about taking? What are you thinking about packing? I'm thinking of... There's a bit of building work in the background, but ignore that. Um, yeah, I'm thinking of taking T-shirts, a bit of jeans. I mean, I'm not taking makeup like you are, which is ridiculous. Pardon? Every essential host needs a good bit of makeup. Um, <sighs> And you know, people people who have listened to this podcast for years, and I'm talking years. I'm, I'm so sorry if you have been. Um, know that you know my YSL Yves Saint Laurent pen um, is essential for under the eyes, just to, just to lighten them. But uh, you know, since uh, since Alana's been been uh, jetting around Europe with uh, girl bands and boy bands and and all sorts of uh, general attractive people I don't know about. Um, um, you know, I've, I've got in touch and I've, I've, I've taken some hits and some tips from the girls and from, from, from makeup people and, and yeah, I've got a new batch that's arrived and uh, look, I'm ready to go. I am going to be radiant, sweetie, radiant. Well, that Mac, that Mac stuff doesn't come cheap, does it? Oh, mate, did, are you telling me? It doesn't but, come cheap, I mean... I, I mean, I bet you know with, with soap and stuff like that, maybe. Yeah. Like 50, 60 quid a pot, but, but, but you know, if you've got 40 quid in, a lipstick? Yeah, 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 I know, I've got four shades. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, mate, I think, think my, I think mine was like 50 or 60 quid. Um, yeah. And then... Um, 50 or 60 quid, but then obviously you get your discount from your, your, your celeb discount. Down to 15 quid, mate. Happy days. 65% off. You can't go wrong with that. Oh, there you go. So I walk, I walk into the... Um, walk into the... Um, Heidi North, awesome makeup artist. I walk into kind of like um, your boots and your Mac stuff, you know, and you're walking around and we're, we're, we're shopping. And she's doing stuff with Alana and the girls as well. So walking around and, uh, you know, you look at kind of like the, the makeup people and look at the girls, you know, they've all got like their... You know all the all the advertisements of all the girls look amazing, don't they? all the eyeshadow and all the makeup and stuff like that. And she's looking at all the pens and all the all the foundations. And then, and then Alana's like, "Oh look, that that girl looks amazing." Then she's just like, "Oh yeah, I did that." 
And then you look at somewhere else, it's like a, you know, I don't know, flipping Miley Cyrus, you know, looking amazing. And she's like, oh yeah, I did that makeup too as well. And I was like, oh, was he awesome? So she goes in and, and gives them all this stuff and people are just there desperately giving her loads of money off all the products. So, so yeah, I, I, I got involved, mate, I got involved. I mean, I can, I can get you a couple of things if you want. If you want a little bit of mascara, I can I'll, sort I'll, you out. I mean, I definitely don't. A little um, bit of eyeshadow, mate. But, but I mean, if you're going in and asking for a Miley Cyrus, then, uh, then there we go. Can't, um, can't go wrong. 16 McDonald's in Dusseldorf, mate. So you're sorted. Oh, mad that. Uh, I'll have to do a tour of them. Um, like a doctor. I think you off. could. Do you know what? Do you know what? I mean, you've 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 done a lot. You've done a lot of naff things since you've been uh, Wolves correspondent. I feel like <laughs> just a few. I feel like a German a German tour of McDonald's would be would be right up your alley. Uh, McDonald's uh, Germany. Um, what shall I put? Uh, unique items. Let's see. Let's see if there's anything. Because what did you have in? What did you have the C- in? Um, the CBO is the European option, which is an absolute mind blower. Absolutely fantastic. Talk me through that again. It is a chicken, bacon, and uh, onion. But it's like the onion is like those kind of crispy bits that oh. you kind of, you know, almost like bacon bits that you can kind of like pour onto your onto your salad or whatever you want. Yeah, Just yeah. Them on a burger and kind of infused into the bun. Um, and then the loaded fries with the cheese sauce and the bacon bits, and then a massive the the bigger drinks as well. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Seems like it to me, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just b- oh big, big, big my drinks. God. Here we go. Game changer. Game go on. changer. You know, wet my appetite. Gonna, you're not going to believe this. In the Germany McDonald's, this can't be right. In the German McDonald's, they serve beer. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, that, I think, yeah, that's a thing, yeah. Oh, I'm pretty, my I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they were in um, in Braga because of, naturally I sampled the McDonald's in Braga, which was absolutely heaving with Wolves fans at the time because oh. it was just off the main square. Yeah. And they were, yeah, I'm pretty sure you could get a um, Kansas Super, Super Bock in there, so... I mean, you'd expect them to do some sort of hot dog, don't you? Some sort of frankfurter, some sort Wiener of... Wiener uh, schnitzel, bat, bratwurst, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, bratwurst. I mean, you've got... I think, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, high calorie, high fat content. High enjoyment. Know, well, you know, well, well, let me be the judge of that. <laughs> uh, but I have, you know, I have done a little bit of research. There are some more fine dining options for the old bratwurst. You yeah. know, I don't want to just shove behind any kind of white bread bun with with you know very very you know poor car loads of carbs loads of rubbish in there you know i want a good homemade crusty loaf that i want to put my sausage in between and eat it and enjoy it i'm gonna do that um you know i want it bursting with flavor Uh, i want to go to a proper establishment so i've been doing a bit of research i've just gotten a message from mr mr spears uh, who's just come up and uh, he's now staying he's now staying with us in uh, in Dusseldorf on Monday and Tuesday uh, so um, that could be a expect a expect a, a tweet of a picture of, of, of me Spears Edwards and three sausages um, on, a, on on Monday evening uh, pre pre-match meal um, yeah. looking looking forward to it mate I mean we're going off to Germany I mean look the boys have done it. The boys have done it. I mean, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they did it at times. But they did it. They got over the line. That is the most important thing. And that's something that maybe they haven't been doing recently. So maybe, 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 Joe, the tide is just about to turn. Hopefully. I mean, as far as clean sheets go, that is the most hard-earned clean sheet you'll 
you'll find. Um, many clean sheets in Germany. <laughs> um, Rue Patricio was incredible. And, and, you know, I didn't know if I was getting a bit carried away at the time. I, I mean, it was one, one o'clock in the morning when I said, I think that he's genuinely one of the best goalkeeping displays that I've ever seen. That was, a, that was an interesting tweet for me. I haven't spoken to you about that. I'm going to pull you up on that. I'm going to pull you up on that. But, no, go on. I'll, I'll pull you up on that. I'll say that it's two of two incredible, superb, world-class, magnificent saves from a, from a clear, clear, clear man of the match yeah. and has literally got Wolves into Germany, into that quarter-finals, almost single-handedly for yes. me. Yes, yeah. But apart from those two saves, no. it didn't really have a lot to no, do. No, I mean, if I'm thinking of one of the greatest keeping displays ever, I'm thinking of someone who's maybe kept a clean sheet, who has literally had to be pulling off saves left, right and centre, you know, and been active for 90 minutes. For me, and I understand that they had plenty of opportunity, plenty of chances, but apart from those two, I can't really... Can't really Pinpoint where Rui was absolutely active and having to be on his, you know, on his game for for ninety minutes. That's all I'm saying. Now, don't I'm not taking anything away from Rui. He was unbelievable, like way and above, uh, you know, anything that we could have ever expected. Those two, those two saves should, especially the first one, should not. No, no, no one saves them. But well, I think well, from a from a yeah. greatest goalkeeper displays I've ever seen, I would say that, that that's maybe debatable from my point of view. Well, I'm a bit younger, Alec. You are, bless you. You are. We forget. We forget. It's the beard. It is the beard. And when you know when I've gone clean shaven and you're fully werewolfed up, and you know I've got a little bit of HD makeup on and you haven't. It's it's it, you well, know exactly. it's, it's like big. It's like big mate. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's I before your time as well. Maybe there's yeah, a I think maybe so. there's a what was the one with um oh was it Smiley Cyrus and uh, the bird from um what's it called. What, Freaky Friday? Bird from Halloween. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday, that's more your era, isn't Where's that it? Lindsay Lohan? Oh, Lindsay Lohan, that's it, yeah. Lindsay go. Lohan and... Uh, Knowledge. Yeah, very good, very good. So Freaky Friday or big, depending on what generation you're in. Yes. Okay, uh, but I stand by Patricio. He, he got a 10 out of 10 from me and uh, I, I don't regret it at all. No, no, I, I still give him 10. I still oh, give yeah. him 10, the guy. I mean, I'm yeah. just saying that from a from an all-time keeper performance, I might, I might have seen... It'd be definitely my top five. I'm not sure they're my top one, but I think from you know from the young books these days, that's as good as it got, and that's why you spend uh, a free transfer money slash twenty thirty million or whatever it cost in the end sixteen yeah, million 16 because million, he is yeah. he is he is a magnificent goalkeeper. I think sometimes he gets forgotten about. I said in a tweet last night, you know, when you when you when you're discussing the likes of Allison and and, and all these yeah. and Edison and De Gea, even though he's had an absolute stinker of the season. You, you know, know it's, Patricio have a De Gea now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Um, but you don't you don't really hear Rui too much, do you? But then again, do you want to hear much about a goalkeeper? When you're hearing about a goalkeeper, it's always about someone being hitting the headlines for the wrong reason. So the fact that he's just gone about and done his business, unless you're English, or, you know, you're a Pope or a Henderson, and it's like, oh well, you know, get them in the Euros. Apart from that, when you're not hearing a lot about the guy, it's because he's doing a good job. Yeah, he's he's been. I better mean, this, so much better this season. Yeah, I mean, we we. He's always been a great shot stopper and great reflexes and things like that. I mean, his um, aerial work and his distribution in his first season was a bit suspect at times. But, I mean, those those worries have been completely 
uh, Allied this season. He's not looked uncomfortable once, really, bringing the ball out and and clipping it, you know, into the channels. He he's he must have worked on that really hard over the summer. Um, you know, in in the time that Wolves had, uh, the the very little time Wolves had. But he's um, he's he's been he's been incredible. And you know, in these in these big time Europa games, I mean, Olympiacos, no doubt about it, gave Wolves their toughest test yet in this competition. You need players of of real experience of big time games to uh, to step up. And Patricio, I mean, he's got a statue dedicated back to him uh, in Portugal for his displays in Euro 2016 when when Portugal won that. And blimey, I mean, if he carries on like that and Wolves go all the way in this, I mean, uh, pop another one of him up in Wolverhampton, I'd say. <laughs> Absolutely. Next, um, next to the man on the horse. He's um, <laughs> he, he was just sensational. Um, and look, I think people forget as well. Olympiacos, fair play to them. They were yeah. they were superb. But look, this is a side that knocked out Arsenal. You know, um, they they were a good good team even without the goalkeeper. Who you know, thank God he was injured because I don't <laughs> think he makes that error and, and you know clatters into Prudence. Although Prudence makes the most of it. But you know, at that stage, you get a touch, you're going down, pal. I don't care what you say. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, they were, they were a good good side. However, Wolves did not play particularly well over the ninety minutes. I, no. I thought the first twenty minutes they were there, they were on it, and then you know as soon as that goal went in, you know it was pretty much all Olympiacos for for the majority of it, barring you know the the, the Jota wasted chance in in the second half to seal it. And uh, they, they've got a lot of improvement. They, they look tired to me, Joe, and you can understand it. They look tired. You know they've been playing for a long long time now, and I think the main Obviously, they can play a lot better. And if they do play better and they get back to their best, then I think they're a match for anyone in these tournaments, quarter, semi and final. I don't care what you say. But it's whether they've got that in them still. And and that's what worries me slightly. Have they still got two or three massive performances in them? Or are they just goosed? Are they absolutely shattered (laughs) from a hell of a long season? They They may well be. Um, but if if they have a bit of the rub of the green and things like that, you never know. I mean, you'd like to think that Wolves are due a bit of luck, and they got some uh, last night, definitely with those, you know, with that VAR decision. I mean, another referee who, who would have been a bit whistle happy may have even given a penalty to El Arabi in the second half. I mean, I thought it was an astute piece of defending, really, from Bolly, just a clever nudge. Yeah. Um, but you are teetering on the on the brink with things like that, and other referees may have seen it differently. Um, but uh, I, I think you know you've got to you've got to kind of look at it and say I think for Sevilla, I mean we'll come on to it more a bit later. But mm-hmm. Wolves are the underdogs, and it, they, they've got Johnny. I mean we'll hit probably hear more later this weekend. Uh, he was due, he's due to be assessed today. Uh, Pedensi suspended, so I, you'd think that Wolves are going to have to play three-five-two against Sevilla. I think it's going to require another defensive approach. Um, you know, I think Sevilla, like Olympiacos did, will probably dominate possession. But uh, fingers crossed, um, Wolves have got Wolves have got what it takes on the counter to break them down. I think you know Traore. You look at him. I don't think he'll start on Tuesday. I don't think he did enough. I thought he was the worst Wolves player last night but if you've got him to come off the bench you've got Pedro Neto to come off the bench perhaps maybe there's just enough uh, in those Wolves reserves and then there's a nice five day break you know before well four or five days before that uh, game on Sunday so 
you know, I wouldn't rule Wolves out at all. They they are they are running on fumes, you'd say, but um, you know, they they you can never count them out. Yeah, it's a shame they've got Sevilla. I mean, you look at some of the other teams in the quarterfinals. I mean, yeah. Basel, Shakhtar. Copenhagen. You, know, you, fancy yourself, you know, yeah, Copenhagen. You fancy yourself against any one of them, but yeah, I mean, they are the underdogs going into the game. But we'll come on to the preview um, a little bit later on. Seven and a half, though, seven and a half to one. They still are to win the tournament. It's quite strange actually, because because um, oh, even though even though um, Wolves are underdogs against Sevilla, Wolves are still better odds. To win the Europa League than Sevilla, which is I, quite crazy. I, I, I don't really, I don't really get that. Eight to eight to one in some places, Sevilla to win the Europa League. I mean, and I Wolves, think they're of five to one in some. I mean, it's it's, it's similar yeah. with, with other markets, yeah. but yeah. you know, it, it just shows. I mean, for me, for me, oh, oh, God, let's let's not let's not spoil it. We'll we'll, we'll go on to we'll go on to it in a bit. Um, yeah, you, you've touched on Traore there. He didn't have a good night, um, and I think from now on. You're probably looking at if they do get through, well, then they would have played well against Sevilla. So you're not going to change it too much. And I think even if someone was going to be available for the next leg, like, the semi-final is going to come in. It probably pedents over Traore anyway. Um, you've got to think that if they do get through, then Jota's probably going to have a better game um, than what than what he did last night if he starts. So I think Traore and, and Neto potentially are going to be ones who are, who are going to be coming on as those impact substitutes. And I think maybe that's the way they've got to play between now and the, and, and, and the end of this tournament, which which is fine. Traore disappointed me. I thought Raul had a really decent game, actually. I yeah, thought he did a lot, of, a lot of crappy, shitty work in the corners. That maybe didn't go... Maybe got, went unnoticed on cameras, but he held the ball up really, really well last night. Not just, you know, in the D when you when you know when when the when the camera's on him, but in you know, in the corner flags and especially in that second half, definitely wasted a lot of time. Yeah. His touch was very, very good and, and, Drawing and with, clever fouls. Yeah, with, and, and with, with Traore and Pedence and Jota were very much um um further back. They weren't they weren't as a front three in a lot of the time. It was him who put there on his own for the majority of the second half, so I thought he did very, very well there. Um I thought Neves was quiet. I, I worry a bit about Moutinho. Um, he definitely hasn't been, apart from a couple of sensational passes, um, you know, in the last two or three games, hasn't really been there. And um, I'm trying to do this without talking about what, what they're going to do, you know, against Sevilla. But I think that someone like Moutinho, who's played Champions League football, who's played Europa League football, who's a seasoned European veteran, he's going to be... He's, he's going to have to find a little bit from within him because he's going to be essential, I think, could be one of the, the differentials when they go over to Germany just to calm things down, to show that experience, to show that class and to get the job done. It's, you know, we talk about Raul and, 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 and Jota and, and, and the sexy names and you know, Jean Moutinho is a sexy person in himself. <laughs> but I feel that he could be the key um, to make that almost the assist of the assist. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, when he's definitely. playing well, I think Wolves play well. And I think Wolves look a lot more attractive side to watch when he's playing. I don't quite think he's got there. And you can understand it at that age, you know, that it's going to take a while to, to find his legs. And it's been a long season. You can say, well, they've had a three-month break. It's not. It's very difficult to start again. It's like to start the season again. It's getting your legs going. It's getting, you know, you, you, you're a little bit older. So... So I think that that someone like Moutinho, if they can get if if Nuno can get him playing like he was doing was doing at the start of this season and and of course last season will will be huge huge for Wolves going forward. Yeah, I mean I, I think he's 
he's of huge importance and as you say there he, he has looked leggy I mean he's played more games than anyone in Europe so that's why he turns yeah, for he turns course, for yeah. turns thirty four next month, um, and I, I think you know you're looking you're looking forward. I touched on it there, but I think you've got to get in another man in in that midfield. I think Leander Dendonka, uh, it's completely set up for him uh, to to come in there, in, you know, against Severe and hopefully beyond that um, because. Just need a bit more legs in there. I think. I think um, Olympiakos, you know, played with a three-man midfield last night, and I, I think you'd say they they won the midfield battle on the whole. Yeah. Um, Nevers and Matinho covered plenty of ground, of course, but didn't have anywhere near as much influence as they would have liked on the ball. They were smothered by Camara, who of course got the disallowed goal. Um, was impressed by him. I thought he had real kind of legs about him, real kind of attacking intent. You know, Guillermo kept it ticking over quite nicely. Um, but you know, like we said, you know, like um, uh, like, like Demetrius said, you know, in, in the last podcast, this is this is a this is a team of the ages for Olympiacos. One of the best yeah. that he's seen compiled. They were a bloody good side. You, know, you stick that Olympiacos side with, with the, you know with the with the, the captain and the, and the, and, the, and the goalkeeper back in, you know, because they were defender short last night as well. You know. Um, could have and, been very different, yeah. Yeah, but that that team finishes for me finishes pretty high up in the in the Premier League as well, week in week out. You know, these weren't any mugs. You know, just because it's not a super super sexy name has come to Molyneux. I mean, they're still, you know, like like you said before, Joe. This is this is a side who are, who, are, who have been in Europe for a long long time. They know exactly what they what to do, what what it, what it all consists about. And uh, and with reporters who have covered them for for fifteen twenty years, saying this is one of the best outfits they've seen, that that would give many Premier League teams a run for their money. Yeah, I mean it, it, that was their three hundredth game in Europe. I mean since nineteen fifty nine, they've only missed six seasons of European football, so they've, they've they've pretty much been there every year. I mean if you look at their record um, over that time, they have lost more games than they've won, but they you know they've always been there or thereabouts. Um, and the, you know Champions League as well as Europa not just Europa so you know they, they, they have pedigree and they, they had good players and you know Wolves yeah you can say they weren't good and oh they'll have to be better against Sevilla I think that's obvious but you know they did deserve a lot of credit for, for keeping them at bay I think yeah you know the lady look was, was on Wolves' side but um you know they they are a good team and that they 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 score goals they score a lot of goals. Um, El Arabi's was a bit of a throwback to be honest up front for them. I mean just a kind of a really hairy ass big brute <laughs> of, a, of a striker. You know what I mean? He, he was he was a real handful and Hassan must have been about I don't know he looked about six foot five. He probably weren't that that much, but. They were two massive players and just pumping balls into the box. It was a real test, and and Wolves got through it. And I I think that really says a lot because Wolves weren't at their best. The you know they had players that underperformed. Players looked jaded. Uh, Traore, as we mentioned, just kept falling over, which was which was ridiculous. Really, uh, Dowity didn't really ever get into the game, um, but they got through it and. Um, yeah, I, I do think it bodes well. It's a massive clean sheet, um, and I think it's going to be a similar situation against Sevilla. They're, they're, they're a good team. They'll be turning the screw. I mean, they beat Roma two 0 which is, I mean, we was watching a bit of that game, 
um, on the monitors um, be, be, before before the walls kicked off, and they got both goals in the first half, and and just saw it out of the canter really in the second. So yeah. they're they're a really good team. They've won this competition five times in, over the past fifteen years. Or so so they, you know, I mean, you know all about that um, mm. <laughs> with Middlesbrough, but um, managed by a certain. Julian Lopetegui as well. They know what they're doing. So, um, and, but Wolves know what they're doing as well. So, um, we'll just see what happens. And uh, you know, fingers crossed. One second, I'm getting a call. I'm getting a call. Uh, Hello. Oh, okay. Hello. 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 Oh, we got a special guest. A spe- special guest on the podcast, Mr. Timothy. Oh, Christ, are you recording something? <laughs> We're in the middle of a podcast, you douche. Really? Yeah. Oh, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you back after this. You want to say hello to the peeps? To the peeps who have missed you? Yeah, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Great banter, see the bitches. <laughs> uh, Tim Spears back on the podcast, everyone. Tim Spears. Um, so, so, yeah, uh, what were you saying? I was just saying that uh, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> just, just about severe. Just you know, let, let let's see what happens. Well, do you, do you think that? Um, I mean, look, there's no fan. That's for me. That's the sad thing about last night is that. Can you imagine, oh. regardless of the game last night, thirty thousand plus fans watching that last night and just just in, you know hanging on the edge of their seats. Okay, it wasn't the best display, but they got there. And that's when the, you need the fans to give you that extra 5 or 10% at the end of a game when you're struggling. And it's just it's such a shame with an empty stadium with what they've achieved this year. And don't give me this bullshit other people saying they've achieved nothing. They finished 7th in the league. You know, second season syndrome. They're, they're, they're incredibly unlucky not to get European football at this moment in time. Although they're the three wins away from, from getting Champions League football. They've achieved a hell of a lot. Other teams would dream. And I mean dream to be in Wolves' position. You know, your Everton's, your West Ham's, your Palaces, all these people who have fancy damn players who think, oh, they could be a dark horse for Europe this season, and they do crap all. And then you have the likes of Villa and West Brom, who are going to be at the bottom of the table next season, struggling and desperate to bloody, you know, have a little bit of a knock when they didn't get, they, they got knocked out, you know, when Chelsea Chelsea lost on Saturday. I'm like, goodness me, look at us, look at you. It's embarrassing, <laughs> embarrassing. And I just want the fans to be there to enjoy it last night because. It would have been fantastic. And, you know, just even, like, you know, with your kids and your wives and doing the lap of honour or lap of appreciation, whatever you call it these days. You know, it's the last game at Molyneux. So, so weird that, you know, we left it and it's just an empty stadium. And, and you know, I wonder uh, I wonder if that has had, an, had, had a massive impact. You could say it about any club. But I do feel, with Wolves having the best fans in the Premier League by a country mile, um, that, that it really did maybe affect them towards the end of the season. Um, when you do need that extra 5 or 10%, when you are knackered, when you are struggling, when you are tired. And uh, and I think, you know, it would just been a perfect end to the season last night with everyone there at Molyneux. It would have been. I mean, that, that bit where Nuno got all the players in a huddle at the end and mm. kind of a rallying call and, you know, thanking them and geeing them up for Germany. I mean, imagine them. It would have just been a cacophony of noise around Molyneux while that was happening. Um, just to... You know, a, a share of praise. It would have been. It would have been incredible to to see. Um, you know, Connor Cowdy at the end. I mean, he, he was on the pitch for a while. Uh, Fifteen minutes after the final whistle, just video calling his family. It looked like. Um, you know, in in you know, in proper times, he would have had his family there to you know, with him and to just kind of enjoy the moment with him. 
Um, but yeah, different times. Um, but. <laughs> But it's uh yeah, lo- lovely lovely moment would have been a lot better with fans, but um yeah, just it's uh as you say this this season has been you know, it, it was right to be a bit of a downer after what happened at the end. Yeah, yeah, it, you can understand that. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I, I, I do understand that they've set the, they've set the standards high. When they continue yeah. doing well, people expect that. You know, you you you, you raise your expectations. So you've got to understand that as well. I understand both sides of it. Yeah, I think there was perf- perfect reason to be disappointed at finishing seventh and not getting sixth because they should have done it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, I think now, regardless of what happens in Germany, you've got to look at this season as an as an incredible achievement. Um, I really, genuinely think you can just kind of not not exactly a free hit, but I think the pressure is off. Um, you know, it's it's. I mean, I wish. I know. It's on I, just wish, I just wish they were already in the Europa League, you know, yeah, and then the pressure yeah. would absolutely be off. I'm not saying they have to win it, and Nuno said that in the press conference pretty much, but we don't need to win this tournament, and kind of that was insinuated. I think a few people took it the wrong way. I think he was kind of like implying, or the, the reporter was implying, do you need to win this tournament to keep your big stars? And he was yeah, like, we yeah. don't need to win this, we want, we to, want win to win this. Win Two it. different yeah. things. So, so you know, I, I think sometimes things can get mis- misconstrued on, on that front. But at the same time, it wouldn't have been great if they did have a Europa at a minimum, albeit even qualifiers, going yeah. into this tournament. And then it's just like, you go out, boys. You know, I'd rather us get beat 3-2 than, 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 than squirm out 1-0 an extra time. You know, Let, let's go for it. So so from that point of view, it's a slight shame, but, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that it's not a complete free hit because of that. But at the same time, you know, if Wolves bow out to Sevilla... I don't think you can really com- complain, really. As we say, severe serial winners of this competition really know what they're doing. Finish fourth in La Liga, um, level on points with Atletico Madrid. So, yeah, they're a good side. Um, so, so, just going back to my original point, which I didn't quite get onto actually, but my bad. Um, was that you know so because the of Spears, that, pesky Spears. Was, it was pesky Spears. I've remembered now. <laughs> you know, going from Wolves and going to Molyneux, albeit with no fans, and now going to Germany with no fans. MSV Arena, I think it holds about thirty-one thousand fans. Um, any, any, anything that helps Wolves going across to Germany and playing um, rather than playing at Molyneux, you know, playing on a neutral venue, you know, Sevilla playing in a neutral venue. Um, or is it just exactly the same? Or do you think it might might help them just to get out of the country and just 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 almost get out of this English bubble that they've had to had mm. to be in for such a long time? Yeah, maybe. I think being one legged, you know, it just opens it up. Maybe not just in Wolves' favour, but it just opens it up to everybody. Um, you know, of course, if, if it's if it's two legged, it's you know it's it's an obvious thing. But you've you've got to do it twice. <laughs> now you've just got to you've got to be the better team on the night. And um, you know, it, I think you're looking at a you know a, a severe perhaps the the onus is on them to come out and attack, not Wolves. Um, or but yeah, I just think it's anybody's game now, and because it's one legged and it's because it's um, you know straight knockout, there's it's all in one place. You know, there's no harm factor for anybody. Um, you know, you may see some surprising results. I mean, you're looking at Man United against Copenhagen, and you're thinking, well, if we win, we're going to play them in the in the play United in the semis. Who knows? Copenhagen could shock them. I mean, there's so many. Everybody's on an even keel now, pretty much. Um, quality, you'd expect 
would shine through um, because it has tended to do in these behind closed doors games. You know, it, it tends to be who's got the quality. But you know, knockout football, anything can happen, and um, you know, it's just exciting that Wolves is. You know, name is in the hat, and uh, genuinely, anything could happen from here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on record as saying, that if Wolves, and it's a big if, and I don't care, let's dream high. If they could somehow get to the final of this tournament, yeah. I think, that, I think they'd beat Inter Milan in the final. I do. I think they're a better side than Inter Milan, and uh, I think that, I think that they would get the job done. That's just me. Yeah, Inter Milan. Just quickly on them, they, they've got two. They've got two major players, in they? They've got Lautaro Martinez and Romelu Lukaku mm-hmm. up front. But mm-hmm. apart from that, they're not great. No, so. no, no. I would fancy, fancy our chances. And we've, got, some, we've got Raúl. We've got Raúl. We've got we've got we've got we've got eleven. We've got eleven <laughs> Raúls. We've got yeah. eleven. We're better, way better on paper than the opposition. Um, take some questions from the peeps Come and we'll go on. on to a little bit of severe before we do that though we do need to say one thing um, uh, that we probably haven't covered um, and that's that's Pedence walking off the pitch uh, Ooh, yeah. uh, unfortunate or has he got to be better than that is it, is a, is it, has he got to just know he knows exactly what he's doing doesn't he yeah it's um, it's not a mistake is it he's just walked off I didn't I actually see just... it at the time but talk me through it I, I, I just think it's um I don't know if you can put all the blame on him. I think it's a bit harsh, but at the same time, I think he's just kind of got a little bit lost in the moment. Just annoyed um, about about going off? Do you think? Maybe, yeah. It's a it's it's a it's a tough one. I don't I don't think he'd necessarily say, um, you know, oh, he's got to do better than that. I think he's just I think he's just lost himself in the moment, and he's been told to leave the pitch. Uh, and the quickest route, and he hasn't. Maybe he's trying to do a bit of time wasting. Um, yeah, so he'll he'll, he'll miss um, Severe, which is which is unfortunate because I I, I thought he played uh, pretty well again. Uh, to be honest, I, I thought he was one of the better players, certainly going forward. What's Obviously, going on in your room, Joe? There's, there's lots of rustling so, yeah, going on in the so, background. South so rummaging in the uh, in the get, get so fun, mate. I tell you what. You 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 go and do some you go and do some housework, mate. Get so fun. She'll be she she be a little bit more coherent than you. I think we'll, we'll bring we'll bring all these listeners. We'll bring the listeners back, mate. Get it did, sorted out. Did you hear her then? She said hello. Say? She said hello. Say it. Say No, she she she's run off now. Ah, oh, come on, Soph. Come on, come on. No, she. You might have heard it, but yeah, it's uh No, she's left. She's left the. Uh, she's left the burgers on the side for now. Did we scare her off, mate? Did we? You, 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 you're nasty, are you? I'm nasty. What are you talking about, nasty? <laughs> Unbelievable, nasty me. Oh dear. Um, but yeah, so I mean, look, he's, he's paid the paid the ultimate price for it. To be honest, hasn't yeah. He? And it opens the door up to Jota because yeah. you know it, he's missed another chance. I mean, we've we talked a lot about that. Um, but I think it opens the door up to a three-five-two, and hopefully, um, alongside Jimenez again, he can find his mojo because. But by God, he needs it because um, he's just find, finds himself in such a rut at the minute. It just doesn't look like. Um, I mean, I know he has highs and lows, but you know this has really been a down period for him over these past several weeks. So he needs to step it up big time. I tell you, I've got all their mojos, the fans, the peeps, the questionnaires that have come in for us. Astonishing. Go um, on. I'm going to pick a few now uh, for you. Few about few about uh, Europa, few about the season, Joe. So let's uh, let, let's go straight into it. Um, 
Amar's music show. Nathan, do you still rate Diogo Jota? Look, do. look, look. Form is temporary. Class is permanent. The guy's got two Europa League hat-tricks. Am I right? Yeah, maybe he has, yeah. I mean, look, he's obviously going through a tough period. Um, however, if I were to pick my strongest side and look with everybody available for a one-off game and people can shoot me down, I would still have him in my lineup because I still think he's sensational and yes, he's not had the best season and yes, he needs to step it up but goodness me, he's a young lad and he's got the f- he's, he's brilliant and he's a confidence guy he's a confidence player and I have no doubt in the long term that'll be absolutely fine and if you can get Jota back to the Jota that we've seen that they, they, they go deep in this tournament for me so, so yes, I, I still rate Diogo Jota absolutely I do yeah, me too. And the biggest thing you can say is still getting into positions to score. I mm. mean, he, he's, he's not been scoring, but it's not as if he never looks like scoring. I mean, he, he's getting chances, yeah, he's not putting them away, but um, you'd like to think, law of averages, he'll, he'll get back amongst, amongst the goals soon. And, and, and as you tend to see, once he gets one or two, they can really kind of come in a, in a real kind of hot streak. So, uh, yeah, I'd, and given the circumstances, the... You know the injury to 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 Johnny and and the suspension for Pedence. I, I think he's got to start on Tuesday. Yeah, and Reggie's asking. You know, um, Nuno spot on stand with Pedence. Is that how we line up against Sevilla come Tuesday? And we'll discuss the the team. You know, after this and, and, and preview that. But he won't be starting with Pedence. That's for certain. We've said Reggie that um, he's suspended for that game. Uh, WWFC Banks says, uh, where do Wolves need to improve for next season? And the ins and outs that need to happen. Be brutally honest. Uh. I- well, we'll see how Johnny is. Um, I mean, it didn't look good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd perhaps be, you know, not just worried about him losing, uh, losing him for, for these games in Germany. I mean, perhaps even the start of next season could be in doubt if it's ligament damage. Um, I mean, he, you could, he looked in pain and he was very frustrated as he came off, as we say. And he um, smashed that drinks cart. I mean, him. that is, that is. That drinks tart car is still reeling. It's still in A and E. So I, I would have said a wing back anyway, um, yes. just just to kind of give Doherty a bit of bit of bit of proper competition because that's something he's not really had apart from Adama, who's not a wing back. So um, somebody who could perhaps cover both sides. Um, I do like Vinagra, but he's still he's still developing. There's still question marks over him defensively, and I wouldn't want to have to you know rely solely on him for a big chunk of a season yet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh, a wing back who could perhaps cover both sides I think a midfielder who can score goals more goals from midfield I think then Dunker has the potential to do that but I think you know just somebody who offers a little bit more uh, in in the attacking sense in the middle of the park another striker um, hopefully Jimenez stays I, I, I mean on Jimenez I, I you know, I think Wolves are still in a good position to keep him. I think you know that he will be attracting attention, but it's going to take a massive outlay, and I can't see many clubs, you know, really paying that. To be honest, so um, I think he's in the same situation. Not that I'm going to mention these two people in the same in the same sentence ever again, as in Grealish as well. I think yeah. maybe before you might you might be inclined to maybe think that they might go somewhere big. I think maybe it's just they're just other clubs are looking maybe slightly. In different directions, and and that with 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 both clubs asking can ask the world for them seventy million, which is what I think both 
both would, would probably accept for both players. I think they're more likely to, to, to start the season with their, their clubs now. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a fair argument for that. But so hopefully he stays, but it's still get another striker. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the right idea with Katrani last summer. It just wasn't the right person, um, and then and then a, a defender as well, um, just to kind of, you know, bolster that defence and see if you know the likes of Sace, you know, if if he can step up and keep his place or you know, you know, take his place. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I think it did. I think four I think four signings would be a good sign. There's a few kicking. There's there's a little bit of um, and I'm not going to read too much into Twitter because you know what Wolves Twitter's like at uh. times. But there's a lot of people now starting to they've gone the other way with Traore now all of a sudden and they're like let's get rid of him let's have enough seen enough of him, you know. Uh, and Traore's the other one that you know if a big bid comes in they're going to have to have to look at it and they're going to have to look at a, a lot of. Different aspects of, of Adama, you know, his confidence, the good Adama, the bad Adama, the injured Adama, um, and, and, and way up, you know, what that interprets, what that, what what kind of fee that merits, and also, you know, whether they can replace him or not. I still believe that if a huge bid came in for for any any player, then I think Adama would probably be the one that they would accept. But they would have to have a ready-made replacement in, in ready for him, and we know we've spoken about the lad from Newcastle. Um, and, and a couple of others. It is a position that that can be replaced, but Traore just let's just just be careful because Traore up to kind of like the restart was was a lot of people's player of the season, and incredible amount of assists. He's added goals. He's still got room for improvement. He's not the finished article, but that makes him such a he's such a unique person in the in in his pace, in his physique, um, in his in his directness. That let's not let's not write someone off just because they've had one or two bad games. Um, I think that you let, let's just. I, I mean, personally, I don't want to get. I don't think we should get rid of anyone. I think if we can't, I think you just need to add. You need to add two or three yeah. quality players. I think that's all that needs. You know, you're not going to be. You got to re, be realistic. You're not Liverpool. You're not Man City. You know, you're probably not Chelsea. But you can you can you can nip into that next from 4th, 5th, 6th and be consistently banging on that door with, for me, only two or three quality... And they've got to be quality, quality additions to complement what Wolves already have. Yeah, and, you know, I think the biggest biggest thing that those teams that you mentioned there have is depth. Um, Wolves don't want a big squad and Nuno, you know, loves that philosophy and he'll stick by it if, you know, if... If if he can, but I don't think he necessarily have to divert from that philosophy to bolster the squad. I think it's just about having more capable and stronger options on on the bench now. I mean, you know, it's going to go back to seven subs and make, being able to make three for next season. Um, you know, you've had the nine man benches and you've got people like Oscar Burr on it, and you know, he's a Decent young player, but he's, he's, he's you know he's not seriously going to challenge for those for those first team spots uh, as of yet at least. So you know you want you want players that are ready to come on, like your Powdens and Neto. You know you look at that bench or you know Powdens slash Jota slash Neto or or Traore or whatever it is. You've got two players either way on that bench who are ready to come on and make an impact. Um, you know if Dendonka's on the bench for, because you go through. A, a, a two a two man central midfield, then that's another one. But you know, you're looking beyond that, the likes of um, you know Vinagra and then you know Kilman and things like that. I think there is scope to improve that bench 
and you know whether that's by relegating some of the current starters to that bench and then bringing in new names to take their place. I think if you've got three or four new faces in this summer, I think that'd be a, a very good, uh, very good window. Yeah, definitely. Gail Holford says uh, our defence has always been pretty solid, but I think it needs to be strengthened for next season. Thought Cisse was good tonight or last night. Do you think he would fit in? I did like him actually. I thought both of them were were, were pretty good. Um, Cisse and Bar, they were both both big, both very quick. Um, I think it would. I think I said it was Bar at the time, but it might have been Cisse. Um, Traore, you know, was beaten in a foot race, which which was incredible. I mean, I know he lost his footing a little bit, but the, the point still stands that you know those centre halves were kind of matching him tit for tat. Really, um, covered the ground. You know, I took the ground really. It was. Um, there were a couple of good players. I mean, I, I don't don't really know a lot about them. Um, you know, seeing them last night, that's it. I don't know what kind of uh, fees that they would command. But um, you know, I think Wolves again will look um, across the continent. Um, you know, for, for for signings, I think you know if you're making signings from the Premier League, you know, you can risk paying over the odds for players because it's just that English club to English club premium. Um, but you know, Nuno's good friends with Pedro Martins, as he, as he said um, before that game. And you know, if there's somebody at Olympiacos he likes the look of, I mean, I mean, we all saw it for ourselves. Um, you know, they're a good team. There are there's a lot of good players in there. So uh, you know, if that was a route that they went down, I don't think uh, anybody would be complaining too much. Andrew Wenzel, uh, Bratfurst or Schnitzel? Uh, Joe, do you know what a Schnitzel is? Is that like a more thin? I, I think Bratfurst is quite big, isn't it? <laughs> So bratwurst is, is like the, the the authentic German sausage, which I think can come, um, and people can correct me, but most commonly pork, uh, veal or beef. But I think I think pork mainly, big, fat, yeah. juicy sausage. Mate, schnitzel is absolutely delicious. We've, we've had him on the podcast as a okay. guest speaker, uh, Mr. Tim Spears, already today. I remember me and Spears having, um, in Geneva actually, having the most delicious schnitzel on the side and one, 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 of the, um, one of the restaurants there for lunch. Um, and um, obviously perfected in Germany. Basically, mate, it's like it's like um, it's like a bit of meat, probably like normally like um, beef or lamb, um, and it's kind of like pounded, so it's thin, so it's so so thin, so it's pounded with like a tenderizer, and then it's like fried in fat on like so it's got like almost like a crispy coating on the outside. Obviously, not my normal delicacy, however absolutely delicious it's like coating like a very thin breadcrumb silver like lemon you, you just dazzle mm. a little bit of lemon over it mate it's absolute you, you're having it in Germany I'm taking you to okay. have it because you will love it just think of it as like a thin chicken sandwich mate okay I'll stick it in a little <laughs> a little plastic container for you I'll put a big M on there with squirty squirty tomato sauce if you want but you've got to try it absolutely delicious I'm schnitzel team schnitzel all day long Let's let's try some schnitzel. Yeah, on, there we go, mate. There we go. There we go. Uh, what else have we got? Um, yeah, a couple of people kind of like questioning Jota um, and, and discussing the team that we play um, on um, on Tuesday. But we'll we'll kind of come on to that in a minute. Uh, what else? Uh, Matt Kirby says, "What's your views on second season syndrome and the fact that it's impossible to balance Europa League with the Premier League?" Well, exactly, Matt. Exactly. Um, Russ says uh, how much to leave the intern aka Joe Edwards at home and I'll have his press pass cheeky uh, cheeky cheeky <laughs> how much no. how much would you, how much would you sell your press pass for Joe if you could sell it and it was it was legal trading 
um, on the on the tinternet because uh, there's a lot of people who I mean it's a hot ticket and we all in all seriousness we are very privileged to be in the position yeah. we're going to not only last night for the final game of the season and covering it since post lockdown but also going to Germany and and, and we're going to give you as much uh, the best content we possibly can you know while we're there. Um, to try and make it as if you know you, you are there, one hundred percent. We'll do we'll do our very very best. But I know it's not the same. Uh, but yes, if you're on the black market, Joe, and you're looking to make a dodgy a dodgy trade or two, what would you what would what would what would uh, what price would allow you to part with your press pass? One million pounds. One no. <laughs> million pounds. If uh, I gave you, if someone gave you three and a half grand cash in a mm. brown envelope, would you accept it? I don't, no, I don't, I don't think so. Seven thousand three hundred pounds, tax-free cash in twenties. Are you mm. accepting it? Seven thousand three hundred pounds. Well, I'm going by the logic that um, when I used to watch Deal or Now Deal, mm. good, good show, good show. I, back I in always the day. used to say if I was offered twenty, I'd take it. Yeah. So twenty, twenty, twenty thousand pound. Twenty grand. You're putting twenty grand on it. Wow. It's Fair play. It's, as you say, hot ticket. Yeah, until someone comes around with 100 quid this afternoon, like, go on then. And a Big Mac. And a, and a Big Mac. And a, yeah. there's a deal breaker. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the rest of the marsh bag are also asking, uh, they're all asking about Sevilla. So let, let's go on to Sevilla then. Yeah, so come on. Let's go on to the team. Um, we, we've kind of kind of touched on it beforehand, but we, 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 we'll take, let's take Johnny out. Let's say Johnny's not available. Okay, so no Johnny. Um, no pedents. So... Let's talk about this front three or front two because that's the question. Does he go front three or does he go front two? We both think he goes Jota Jimenez. Is that is that right? Is that yeah, understanding? yeah, definitely. Yeah. The other option, of course, is that Traore stays in the side, and you know he second guessed a lot of us plenty of the times. I know you got the team right once in fifty or sixty attempts, Joe, but you got it right last night. Yeah, lower um, averages. Could he go? Could he go? Okay, let. I'm going to go for it here. Let's go Traore. Let's go Neto. Let's go Raul and play three up top. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, just you're looking at uh, Severe as well. They tend to they tend to go full three three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three man midfield. Um, Juan Jordan, Fernando, Ever Benega. Uh, Fernando used to be at Man City, so he's kind of the the sitter. Benega kind of a reminds me of Matinho actually. You know, kind of. I think he's about 34, 35 now, but just sprays it about lovely. Um, Jordan, I think, is a bit, bit more of a, a runner. So I think you'd want to match them up in midfield, uh, get then Donker in there to try and harry and press Fernando really because he's the anchor. Everything try, he's the one who kind of recycles possession and then gets it to Benagru, then can clip it out to the channels. Um, and as well, I think this system can lend itself to be a bit flexible in that, you know, I think even if they play 3-5-2, you could just see Raul as a, you know, lone striker when Wolves are on the back foot. I think mm-hmm. it could be a situation where, you know, even Dendonka maybe is the more right-hand sided one and, and supports Doherty. And then Jota, you know, gives 
Vinagra a bit of help because I think Vinagra really could do with a bit of help. You know, yeah. I, I, I would worry about him getting doubled up because it has to be Vinagra, right? It does. If you it, yeah. like, there's there's no one else who could no, who could no. come into that situation. Is the really unless they're completely changed? They're not going to do that for a big game, are they? I mean, Vinagra's obviously done very well in, in big games as we've seen. Yeah, you know, yeah. not, not just in European football, but you know, against the likes of Manchester City. So he has played in some in some massive games. Yeah, he has, and but you know the point about giving him protection. I think it needs sure. to be because Jesus Navas is their right back, mm. and he absolutely flies forward. Mm. Um, you know, constantly on the overlapper. Suso, formerly a Liverpool, is probably going to play on that right wing of the of the front three. Um, Lucas Acampos on the left. He formerly of AC Milan, and you know that these are all players of, of good pedigree who've been around the block in Europe. Um, and they're going to be on the front foot, I think. And you know, you've got to. I think three five two is, you know, is going to be the way to go because I think you need that extra midfield cover. But at the same time, I think you need to be wary of the wings. Yeah. And um, you know, if you play Traore on that right, you know, Sergio Regulon who scored one of the goals against um, against Roma last night, mm-hmm. he's a flyer. He's on line from Real Madrid. He's very highly touted. So. You know, you want somebody who is defensive-minded, and yeah. Traore, you know, has been found wanting in that respect a couple of times. So, um, yeah, I think three-five-two, but it could it almost become a five-four-one when you when you're yeah. out of possession. And 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 of course, you know, we were touched on Vinagra, we've touched on on Jota, Dendonka would be the person who you would bring in just to shore up that midfield, but not just to, I mean, you say shore it up. I mean, Shaw's maybe maybe you know. I don't want to say that because he's defensive-minded, because Dendonka's got a goal or two in him as well. Yeah, and, you know, yes, you yeah. give yourself someone like that who's box to box, and we've seen what he can do this season. He's not afraid to get himself on the end of it, and uh, I think he could be he could be a big factor in this one. I, you know, I, th- I think I think Moutinho and Dendonka are very important to this game and, and to the way that Sevilla um, are gonna are gonna dictate or Wolves will dictate on this game because because like you say, they kind of got Boston midfield last night, and that's not like Wolves. So they really need someone like like Dendonka to come in, uh, not just for that physical presence, but like you say, you know, you can use him as a, as a weapon at times as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I, I like him on a, an attacking sense. I think you know if you're going to bet on any Wolves midfielder to score a goal, then I, I think you put your money on Dendonka. He likes to make those runs. He's he's shooting. He's good. You know, he he, he can stick him away. And um, and and on that point as well, I think you know a few people may be tempted to bring him into the. Defensive free, but um, I think Sais was probably one of his best performances since the restart last night. Um, he was, he was, he was. Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought, I thought Bolly was a little bit shaky at times, to be honest, last night. Um, yeah. But I thought Sais was was very good. It, and you know, and and I think there's that we've we've Sais. He knew El Arabi from being with him at the, at the national team, uh, Morocco, um, and Sevilla may well start with. Uh, and Nasiri, who's another Moroccan um, up front, uh, he scored the second against Rama, so you'd like to think he he's done enough to keep his place. So that that familiarity factor as well is not to be um, overlooked. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we, we saw Powdens come in, and you know, he probably knew that Alan Alan had a shaky first touch, so he, he got himself in, got his body in the way and won the penalty. And, and I think. You know, if you know players like that and you've trained with them and you've played with them before, it does add that bit of edge. So I'd be very surprised if Saiz didn't play just because he knows in the series so well. And um, 
yeah, you know, they're actually quite good friends. I asked him about it last night. So, um, yeah, I think he'll be definitely up for this one. Yeah, and uh, and then and then so we've kind of we've kind of discussed the team. So from bench wise, you've got, I mean, great impact subs in, in, in Traore and Neto if they do go that way. Apart from that, there's not a lot else to come on and make an impact, is there? No, no. I mean, he made three changes last night, and you know, one of them was enforced. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, you're, you're looking at you're looking at maybe, you know, if, if let's say let's say Wolves are hanging on to a lead, what 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 do you do? I mean, you can't really take Vinagaroff, can you? Because he's a left wing back. You know, no. you're in protection. You know, you're not going to move Dendonka back in. I mean, you can move them deeper. Um, you know, to almost have Dendonka as a sweeper, or when we've seen Neves as a sweeper at times. Um, but but from a from a horses for course or changing it even more defensively, you're not really going to do that. You're not really going to bring Max Kilman on with all no. respect, disrespect, no disrespect to Max Kilman. You're not going to bring him on. You know, you're not really going to bring Morgan Gibbs White on. You know, I hear um, no. if, if you're chasing the game or if you're if you're looking for a little bit of solidity. So um, apart from those two, you know, it just shows really how incredibly well they've done with this small squad because there's not you know you lose one or two with a suspension or a, or an injury. And uh, and there's not a lot else, is there really? Which which makes I mean Bruno Jordao, you know, you've, yeah. you've got a few others. I mean, don't get me wrong, you, you've you've got some good quality, but you haven't got someone who you're going to think, okay, apart from these two, oh, let's get them on now, let's shore this up, or let, let's make let's make a big change apart from those front two. Which which makes it, I mean, from a Wolves perspective, all the more baffling that you can have twelve subs yeah. <laughs> in this competition. I mean, he must have struggled to name twelve last night. Well, exactly, you've got two keepers on the bench in Rudy and Sondergaard. I mean, it's, it's a nice experience for Sondergaard and Christian Marquez got into the squad as well. The seventeen-year-old is obviously highly touted, but you know there, there are, you know, but literally the making up the, the numbers. That yeah. you know they're literally making up the numbers. So. Yeah, I mean, nine was excessive. Uh, Twelve is just downright crazy. But um, you've got the 12 subs, and as you say there, you've probably got two that can come on and make a real difference. I mean, I do like Kilman, um, but he's just not played for, for ages now. And, um, you know, to, to throw him on in, in a Europa League quarterfinal does seem a stretch. Mr. Joe... Ryan Edwards, as I found out on your passport last night, as I booked the trip um, when, when they were... With my dodgy passport picture Very as well. dodgy passport picture. Mr. Joe Ryan Edwards. It almost, I, almost, I almost was a little bit sick of the back of my mouth when I had to put in your date of birth. It, it was so... It, it was ridiculous. Do you remember it? Was, it? it was ridiculous. Do you remember um, I think it? I was going to nearly a senior school when, I, when, when, you, when you were born. What, what, what was my date of birth? Come on. 1994, was it? No. 96... 97. 97! Yeah. 97! I was 17! And still not <laughs> kissed a girl yet. <laughs> 24 stone in me. Um, right, um, Mr. Joe Ryan Edwards, give me a prediction. It's Wolves against Sevilla. UEFA Cup. UEFA Cup? Europa, Europa League. League. <laughs> it's the same competition. It is. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a different club I'm covering. Europa League. Quarter final. As it was, it was Middlesbrough versus Sevilla in the UEFA Cup final. We're back against Sevilla. Now it's Wolves against Sevilla in the Europa League quarter final. Give me a score prediction, please. I think it could go to extra time. I really do. Um, 
you know, I think it's going to be tense again. I mean, you know, that was tense. There was, you know, I felt sick towards the end last night. But I, I think that I think this has got all the potential to be the same. Um, you know, I don't think there's any real massive weaknesses to expose from a severe point of view. But you know, Wolves have been Wolves have been good dif- defensively this season. I mean, I, I, I know some are saying, oh, you, you, I, I do get the point about strengthening the, the defense. I, I would get a centre half in, but they, you know, they've done very well at the back, and um, you know, they're not ropey at the back at all. So uh, yeah, it's two two good defenses. You know, I, I think it's going to be a battle of attrition really, and. Um, It'll, I think it could get very well go down to the wire. It's just, um, it's very hard to predict a scoreline. But if it did get to penalties, mm. if it did get to penalties, I would back Wolves. I would back Wolves. I think they've got. I think they've got players who, you know, are able to deal with that pressure and just turn it into a positive. Um, you know, Raúl Jiménez has quietly become one of the best penalty takers around. He just never looks like missing. And you've got someone like Rui Patricio out there. I think you'd back him to make. You know. Out of five penalties to make a couple of saves, really. You've just so, given me a dissertation as an answer. You haven't even got there yet. Give me a bloody scoreline, man. What's happening? Uh, one one and win on penalties. One one and win on penalties. Uh, <laughs> Alana's just come into the room, so Alana, you can come to the microphone and give you your prediction. Alana, your prediction for just 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 a quick prediction for Wolves against Sevilla in the Europa League quarter final. Just speaking to the microphone, Alana. We've got so many guests today in this in this podcast. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know anything about this situation. Okay, excellent news. Good start. This is welcome to my job. <laughs> Maybe Wolves won. Yeah. That's all I got. I, <laughs> I mean, she had one shot. She messed it up. <laughs> she got scared. It's incredible. Just Wolves won. Just Wolves won. I haven't got a clue about Sevilla. Uh, right, um, I'm going to say 1-1. One, one, going to extra time. And Ruben Nevsh, he pops up. With an absolute stunner of a free kick, one hundred and sixteenth minute, sending sending Duisberg into well me mainly in the media <laughs> end into absolute mayhem, absolute dancing on the dancing across every single seat on the pitch, celebrating with the boys. I'm going mental. Molyneux, they'll all be going crazy. Uh, Wolves get into a semi-final against Manchester United on Sunday. That's that's my that's my prediction, Joe. Sounds good. Sounds um, good to me. Right, mate. Thank you very much. Well, I think we're under an hour. It's astonishingly, let me have a look. We are. Oh no, we're one hour one minute. Boom. Yeah. One hour one minute. Um, but uh, I shall see you. I'm just checking our ticket now, mate. I shall see. You. So we're flying 11:35 from Birmingham on Monday to Dusseldorf. Yes. Um. Uh, um. So you know, pack for two days. Pack for ten days. Pack for ten. Make sure you pack for ten. I want to see. I want to see your suitcase. We've got twenty-four kilograms. I want to see it bulging, and not with pot noodles and baked beans. I want to see it bulging with clothes and attire and gym equipment because I'm taking you walking. I'm taking you on a cultured tour of Germany in between the quarters and semis. It's going to be an absolute blast, my friend. A whistle-stop tour of all the McDonald's. Fantastic. Easy for you to say. From Joe. <laughs> from me. Have a great weekend. We shall see you via video link and podcast and everything we're going to do there in Germany baby Wolves win a Europa League quarterfinals for me take care bye bye